Welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott. I'm your host. I'm an intuitive human design reader, certified professional coach, and an instigator of joy. And I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening to the Find Your Awesome podcast. So today, I've got a conversation with my friend Tina Olson. We talk about healing and distractions and dharma and miracles. And speaking of miracles, before we dive into this episode, I have a little story to share with you. So we start out this episode talking about my rough experience last weekend with my dog, Makai, who suddenly came down with vertigo and was really scary for us and for him. And the first day he couldn't, he couldn't stand up. He couldn't walk. And when he did walk, you could tell the world was spinning for him. And so the vet told us that the only thing we could do was create a safe space for him. Create, we called it the padded palace. So that's what we did. And we hunkered down all day Saturday in our little pack in this padded palace, meaning we put all the cushions on the ground and created a safe space where he couldn't, if he did try to move, he wouldn't bump into anything. And he was... Uh, on Saturday, we basically, we created a system where he could get on his bed, which we call the boat, and we could pull it to the door. So he'd ride his boat to the door and then get out and stumble around in the grass. And he was, was a little more stable in the grass and it was more cushioned if he fell. So he could go to the bathroom and then we'd pull the boat back and he'd ride the boat back inside and we'd ride the boat to wherever he needed to go in the house. Well, Sunday morning, during my meditation, I asked, show me miracles. And within 30 seconds, probably within 10 seconds, I heard the click, click, click of pause on the, on the tile floor. And Makai had walked all by himself into my office. I had asked to be shown miracles and then there was one right in front of me. So I'm sharing that story with you for so many reasons, but primarily because all we got to do is ask, show me miracles. So my friends, may your days, weeks, months, years, lives be filled with miracles. I love you. Go forth and be awesome. So when I first thought I was going to record an episode on healing, I got this hit months ago to record a solo episode on healing. I thought it was going to be about healing my gut, healing my stress fractures. I don't know what else, but that's not what it's about. <laughs> Last weekend, you were part of this. Makai couldn't, all of a sudden couldn't stand up. Couldn't walk, couldn't stand up. His eyes were going back and forth. We had like just gotten back from the vet a week ago today at this time. This morning to just like cut to the end of the story. This morning we walked a mile and a half really fast and he had his joy ears out and we're all good. But As part of that experience where my focus was so in to my pack, which is 
Pete and Makai and Tina. Um, <laughs> I I was, well, I I, I was awakened mm. to. I feel like the light shone on a different aspect of healing, and that's what I feel like I want to talk about today. So, Tina, you had this is where you come in and you communicated with Makai. And do you remember, do you remember how, like what your conversation with him was like? Mm. I remember certain elements. Um, I remember exactly what you said in case you had any refreshments. Okay. Well, if you want to go, I can add anything that comes to me, but you probably remember more than I do. Well, so the whole thing started, well, his whole story when you checked in and said what's going on you said he said that or or i guess you felt that it was systemic and then he said something happened to my mom Mm -hmm. and that reflected to so this all started like friday afternoon on thursday i had had my period and been on the bathroom floor in pain and super nauseous which is such a holy hell no it is such a holy hell no such a not this and such a not ever going to happen again and that was very much not the first time it's ever happened mm-hmm. at all. Um, but Makai was on the other side of the door mm. and you wanted to help me. Mm-hmm. And so you, I think it was on Saturday that you were communicating with him. And he said to you, I asked to have my own version of what mm-hmm. my mom went through. I wanted to take it from her. Mm-hmm. And that feels like such love it is such pure i just i love him so much and i am so grateful for him Mm -hmm. and i don't want anyone else to experience what i experience Mm -hmm. i was in part of that i was super dizzy and then his whole thing was vertigo so he the world was spinning for him yeah and one of the things he had said to me, I now remember, is um, that he wanted to basically be able to be fully in the energy of compassion. And so by taking on what you were experiencing, it's like he could relate to it in its entirety. And so, you know, I don't know a lot about dog soul growth theory. or what's kind of like out there about that's believed or not believed. But what came through as he was bringing me that energy to put words to was like, yes, they are beings of unconditional love and they completely transmit unconditional love to us. And of course, anyone who's hung out with a dog for any period of time also knows they very much have a personality. They're not just like a blob of unconditional love. Right. And in that moment, he was like expressing to us how like this is something that his soul wanted to learn. And um, I don't want to jump to the next part until you're ready. No, go ahead. Okay. And so then what the conversation turned into, Makai is how old in, in years at this point? 13? He'll be 14 in September. Okay. So he's coming right up on 14. And... So age-wise, he's a super senior, but health-wise, he is an amazing puppy. Uh, And he's a big dog, but that doesn't mean that 
his time is up or that he's done here with you guys. Uh, very much feels like he has a few more years with you guys. I mean, how the hell do I know? I don't, but it's just, he's got so much. He plays with his toys and to your point, he walked a mile and a half with joy ears. Like he's not struggling. Right. And yet this, no, he's working on his fitness. He likes he to is. tell me and, that he's working on his fitness. And he does left cheek, right cheek, yes. left cheek, right cheek. <laughs> um, and so what came through was that it was time for his retirement. And humans, at least the way that we see retirement, if you say, I'm throwing a retirement party, we see it as a good thing. It's the golden years. It's like, if all the other things are in place and you have your house and enough money and all that, it's your time to relax and recreate because you've gotten up and gone to a job and worked hard for all these decades and you've maybe raised your kids or done whatever. And now it's time to kind of like cruise in as the body's a little more tired. You might need more rest. You might, um, you know, just kind of have a different pace in life. And our animals come to us as they all want a job. And so some animals have actual external world jobs. Some of them are guide dogs for blind people or are drug dogs at the airport. You know, I mean, I could go on and on. There's a million jobs that dogs do. Maybe not a million, but you know what I mean. And yet your average family dog, companion, family member, whatever you would call it, it doesn't necessarily see on the outside or seem like it has a job in that same kind of way as if, you know, it's a police dog. But they very much all have a job. And if you are a family member like Makai is, then his job has been to help you and Pete on your soul growth process and with your healing journey. And this was kind of like that final moment of realizing like his body can't and doesn't want to or need to hold that energy in that kind of way for you anymore for multiple reasons. Like it's all in perfect timing. You have evolved to a place and I'm excited. I hope you'll talk about how you've learned that you're healing yourself during this COVID time. I suppose that would be a good idea. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you've evolved to a place where you know that you can get the healing you need from within and from people around you who you're connected with. You don't need Makai to take this stuff on for you anymore. And he's at the age where when he does, it comes at a lot bigger cost. It would be like if you were a retired construction worker and now you're 70 and they called you back to the job site for one day, it, it, you wouldn't go be able to work your normal 10, 12 hour day like you could when you were 50, right? It's just the body's different. And so there's this huge retirement like party energy coming through from Akai of like, let's release him. Let's celebrate the work that he's done over these almost 14 years with you and Pete and all the people who've come into your space and all the people he's encountered and all the things he's done over time. And let's actually call it like officially retired. And he gets a new role in the family. And he's always been the prince, but like he gets a new, like no stress, no taking on anything, just joy role for the remainder of his golden years. Yes. And you also included when you were sharing your conversation with him, with me, that he, before he accepted that, he said, will mom and dad be okay? Mm, yes. Yeah. 
And that's one of the things I want to talk about because I think when it comes to healing, I want to talk about like what exactly that means. But also I think as humans, there are a lot of, we all have this habit. Like we all want to, you see someone suffering and there's a part of you that's like, oh, I want to take that from them. Mm -hmm. I want to take it for them. Like I can handle it. Just give them a break, please. Mm -hmm. And as beautiful and loving as that is, it doesn't actually help the person heal. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. How did you convince Makai (laughs) that we would be Um, okay? I think the conversation was around um, promising that you guys have amazing support that you've learned that you are supporters for each other, for you and Pete, both human design is a huge part of your healing and expansion journey and growth. Uh, You have me who does a different kind of healing work. I do, you know, theta healing and um, some channeling. So I have access to be able to get you guys some information. You have a ton of other, other people in your life, some of them whom do physical modalities, some of whom do other, you know, energetic forms, but you over your journey of being a coach and an intuitive human design reader and a triathlete, all the things that you engage in that you love, you've met this amazing community of people who support you on your healing and your growth. And so, whereas the assignment that Makai signed up for when he first came to you, almost 14 years ago, think about how different your needs for what his role would be. It would be like a company that's growing and it's had beautiful growth over 14 years. Well, chances are people aren't in the same job roles that they were when they first started, or if they have the same title, then the actual day-to-day has expanded quite a bit, right? And um, so I think it was a conversation around that, of, around trusting that you guys have so much support that he doesn't actually need to do this anymore. He gets to just enjoy being honored. You guys revere him and love him so dearly and deeply. And he loves and reveres you so dearly and deeply. Like it just gets to be a beautiful interdependent relationship at this point in time. And what's interesting about dogs is there always are dependents. So when human beings birth children, there's a certain point in time where there's a natural maturation maturation process that happens. And hopefully what was once completely dependent starts to learn some amount of independence and freedom and then can meet their parent again from an interdependent place as opposed to always being dependent upon the parent. And yet with dogs, that's not so clear because Makai is not going to go out and start getting his own food (laughs) or driving himself to the vet. That's never going to happen in a dog's life where he is no longer your dependent. But at the same time, the energy of the relationship absolutely can change. Yeah. And he will go get his own bunny poop. <laughs> he gets his own <laughs> snacks, just not no. meals. Snacks. Um, and also when he came, first came to live with us, he had this super wrinkly forehead and no fur around his eyes. He such a snuggle bug. He still is such a snuggle bug, but I just have to take a moment with the cuteness. 
Is there a way to put photos in the show notes? I don't know. Oh, well, you course. definitely can put it on your website. Yeah. 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 I think, People. I think a, a montage of Mackay photos are going to be requested. Mm, possible. So let's zoom out a bit and just talk about healing. What, what does healing mean to you? Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know either. <laughs> what I do know is that it's a word that I resisted a long time for a long time as far as like you're a healer because I'm very clear I'm not any I'm not anything other than a human <laughs> Tina doing my thing and a soul of course but um labels feel so sticky and yucky to me um because I don't want anybody's power I don't want anybody's anything right um and I'm the witness and Theta Healing is so built around you're working with creator and you are witnessing and you are asking for things to happen, but you are not the one doing. Um, and so I think that element of, and then the other aspect of the word is we tend to use the word heal implying that something's broken and we're never broken but at the same time, we can both be below the level of health that we once experienced on any of the levels, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, whatever. And also there can be a whole range of that that we have yet to experience. And so as I've continued to kind of grapple with what does it mean to help people heal I like to always include the word and expand or and grow because it's like if we have such a strong connotation that healing goes with kind of getting stuff back to balance or back to center or back to homeostasis or something, then, okay, well then what's the bigger thing? What's next? What's, what's the thing that we thought was impossible or we maybe have only envisioned in dreams and in fantasies and in desires, but we haven't actually gotten to experience in the physical world. All of those things, I think, technically could go under the umbrella of healing because we have as much capability of co-creating literally anything as creator does. We're all sparks of the divine. And if there's any aspect of us that isn't fully aligned, which I think as humans, we may always have some aspects that aren't entirely aligned with knowing that we are sparks of the divine, then there's, then there is a gap between the truth of who we are and which is divine. So what just came to me is right now, you and I, we get to create our own definition of healing. Mm. Are you up for that? Sure. You I go first. <laughs> okay. Um, I looked it up. Okay. And, and the definition didn't resonate with me at all. It said like to make something whole, which mm -hmm. of course I completely disagree with because we are all whole already. All right. So what is healing? It sounds like it's remembering who you are. Mm. And there's mm -hmm. also this safety aspect of it. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, mm, permission permission to 
grow. Maybe it's permission to grow, permission to expand. There's also like a permission to flail, permission to like, because, because that growth process, like when we're talking about an actual broken bone healing, it's like to, to know that it has the safety to be imperfect for a little while. Mm-hmm. to grow into perfection, to expand into its next iteration. Mm-hmm. That's what I got right now. What do you got? I love it. Um, I got an amen. <laughs> uh, so on the last podcast episode that I released, it's called Digging Deeper. Um, I talked about this Theta Healing course I took just two weeks ago. And one of the first things we do when we start to dig into an area of stuck energy, before we even get very deep at all, we're maybe only on layer two or three, almost every time we remember, oh, download to the person that they're safe and that it's safe for them to heal this. Because that's actually the reason we don't tend to get deeper is the exact thing you hit on about safety and kind of permission to flail. The ego or personality's whole job is to keep us safe in this world, to keep us understandable. Think about what multiple personality disorder is. It's somebody who is living in the world as different personalities in different moments of time, and it confuses the other people. It gives a an unsuredness to the other people who are interacting with this person with multiple personality disorder of like, I don't know who I'm going to encounter today, right? So for the rest of us, if you think about it through that lens, the rest of us, and we take this for granted, which is why I kind of have to juxtapose it. The rest of us have these personalities that we put out into the world and we have some reasonable expectation that at least to a pretty high percentage, we're going to get what we're expecting from that person's way of being in the world. And so when we do really, really deep healing, AKA coming back into wholeness, the personality starts to freak out that they don't know how to be in the world in this new way. Whereas of course, paradoxically, of course they know how to be because it's just more them. It's just more all of the things that you know to be true about that person without kind of the extra side layer of bullshit that we just let, (laughs) we just kind of unconditionally love, right? Um, And so the the fear-based part of us starts to flare up when we start to get deep into belief patterns that we don't entirely have our heads around and start to dig even deeper and dig even deeper and maybe go back into past lives or go back into ancestral stuff or go back into soul level stuff because the human sitting there undergoing this process is like, and once this changes, I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. So once this changes, I really have no confidence that I know how to be in the world. But of course that's all fear because we can only be more, more us. This is only ever letting go of aspects that weren't self and coming into more wholeness and more love. And when we're whole in ourselves, people are like relieved. Yes. <laughs> to be around us. We feel like a breath of fresh air. We feel like an exhale because there's not this dissonance that we're trying to navigate between who we know them to be and who they're presenting themselves as. Right. 
That was so well said. I was just going <laughs> to thank you. I was just going to say, and that's a long way to talk about how you were spot on about safety. <laughs> well, what, one of the things that came up for me is, so I guess I'm going to talk about healing my heel now, which I haven't talked about at all on this podcast. So I don't even Uncharted know where to begin. territory. <laughs> this is a little scary. Um, let's just start with, I had nerve pain in my heel. No, it wasn't plantar fasciitis. No, it wasn't anything other than excruciating nerve pain coming from somewhere, neck, back, somewhere along my spinal column. Um, and so I, I didn't run. I could run. I was physically capable of running, but it involved a whole lot of pain. So when quarantine started, I decided, okay, I'll, Pete's running. I'll go out with him and just see what happens. And it was terrifying. And the first few steps, I think they hurt. And I was scared. And then when I started doing is, and I can't remember the exact mantra I used, but it was like, breathe, you're okay. Breathe, you're okay. And talking to myself, talking to my heel, letting myself relax into it, by the time the run was over, I wasn't in any pain. Mm -hmm. But what it, it was, it was showing, showing my body and my mind that it was safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a big deal that had gone on for what, six, eight months. Yep. Six months. I think. So, I don't know what I, what I got, as you said that, like part of the permission to get through it was of course, a whole lot of courage on your own behalf. And also you were no longer going to your fascia doctor because it was quarantine. You were no longer going to acupuncture because it was quarantine. Your running or your triathlon coach didn't know you were going to try to run again because running had been off the schedule for six months now. Yeah. And so you were able to approach this so safely because it was just you and Pete. And it was, yeah, it was just me and Pete. And that's actually a big part of it too, because somewhere along that six to eight month period, other people had gotten really triggered by the fact that I wasn't running. And they, wanted, they were like, well, basically like, what are you, are you going to get an MRI? Are you, and I was like, I know what's wrong. It's just, it's going to heal when it's ready. And so I needed no one else to know. This was such a secret message, a secret mission mm-hmm. that I was running. I was, I have one neighbor who was like, oh my God, you're running. And I was like, shh, <laughs> anyone. This is super secret. Yeah. Um, and that had to be, it had to be mine. Yeah. And I had to let it be mine. Yeah. Yeah. And I did have to, I I mean, we talked early on in quarantine and I was like, I know what my lesson is. I am, it's time for me to learn to heal myself. Mm -hmm. And that was terrifying Mm -hmm. because of course I'd been making progress with the fascia doctor and all these new things. I had learned so much. Mm -hmm. I really felt like I had like, I was on the right track mm-hmm. and then to not have access to him anymore and okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this all by myself and I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That felt like closing my eyes and jumping off a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm seeing baby birds like getting fed in the nest by mama bird. And then one day, I don't know how they part ways, but at some point in time, they have their own nests. Yeah. At some point in time, they learn to fly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And frankly, and- some of those nests are really high up. So that first flight is, well, I wonder if it is scary for them or if it's just humans who think it would be terrifying. I, uh, I second that completely because, um, on the one hand, I absolutely love the messages that animals bring us spiritually in our, in our growth. And at the same time, literally at the same time, the personification of how the animal is feeling about the experience drives me back (laughs) because they're pure consciousness. Like they're, you know, I don't know whether or not they're afraid, but all I know is that I read an article one time about why squirrels chase each other and included in that had nothing to do with play. And I was like, bullshit, we don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) I know play when I see it. (laughs) So healing, you know, that safety piece whether we're healing our bodies, our minds, our spirits, our souls, or whatever. I mean, obviously it requires extreme vulnerability. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing it as like being a step over. Mm. Over is the vision I'm seeing because I'm seeing it as stepping over a line, but a step through fear. In order to heal, you Mm -hmm. have to, it's just like a mother, may I take a giant step? forward so i think one of the biggest things is the shift and you just sent out an email about this this morning will you uh repeat the quote i think it's our biggest distractions our most persistent distractions are justified by us or justifiable Mm, mm mm-hmm And what that reminded me of is when we get so locked into the fear, because distractions are just a way to not look at what we're afraid, not have to face something head on, right? Right. Um, And I found myself really locked in fear today. Like things had become hard. And I was like, why, why is it so hard? I know it's not that I'm supposed to release the ultimate goal of the thing or the manifestation, the experience, because I know I'm here for the experience, but the journey right now just feels really hard. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep riding my bike. I need to focus. I knew that I was in my head, but I didn't have any answers. But that moment was a break because prior to that, it had been really hard, but I believed that it had to be hard. And then I was spending all my energy trying to figure out why it was so hard and how to fix it. Well, maybe if I do this, maybe if I do that, maybe if I... so. I was like negotiating with the terrorist 
of hard. And then all of a sudden, once I realized like this terrorist is just like, I don't know, a yippee puppy wanting a treat or a three-year-old with a water gun or, you know, something that just isn't, <laughs> isn't actually going to kill me. I was able to then have enough space from it that the epiphany could arise of like, oh, wait, I know what this next lesson is. I haven't ever asked creator to show me what it's like to just receive things in an easy way, in a fun and joyful, like I've manifested hard because I wanted to learn that I could do it and I wanted to learn my resiliency and my strength and all, okay, great. I learned all those things. Now what it would, would it be like to allow this experience of like, things can be really easy. And as soon as that epiphany happened, like I know I'm just at the beginning of learning that, which is fantastic because I'm going to get a whole bunch of easy things coming my way. It's like, ching, ching, ching. <laughs> um, but as soon as I realized that, it's like this giant weight lifted off because no longer was I spending so much of my energy negotiating with this fear. Because love says, hey, we're all having a human experience here. How do you want to play? What do you want to experience? How do you want to experience it? What energies do you want to experience during this? How much you do you want to be versus being knocked off your center and trying to run back and trying to argue with the fact that you're not on, like, holy shit, no, no, please, not that. I love everything you just said. The brilliance of I was negotiating with the terrorist of hard. That is so good. I feel like that's the title of a book chapter or a book Ooh, i like it yeah something more this lesson of ease for you mm, it's gonna be a big one mm-hmm. and it's gonna be like going down a slip and slide totally yeah yeah like one of the or- new slip and slides they've even got inflatable sections i think Oh, they have so many fun versions and as soon as you said slip and slide and my head went to like the mismatched ones we used to kind (laughs) of put together as a kid. I went right to them, like the water park. Remember at the water park, there were those um, like sled rides. I wonder if those are illegal now. I don't know, because you went like really fucking fast. (laughs) Yeah. I loved those. So fun. So much fun fun i mean nothing's legal probably at a water park right now because covid (laughs) true what water parks will look like in the future we don't know so that actually brings me to a question that i wanted to ask you because you just said oh this this lesson of ease is going to be so huge for you and i agree so talk to me about about getting your phd in healing your heel which clearly you know there was a the universe was just handing you that one on a silver platter. It was your freaking heel. Okay, one letter yeah. difference, but still. And I knew when it first happened, when I when I was at nationals last year, and I ended up walking the run on the 10K and then DNFing the run on the sprint, but it was during that walk of the 10K that I felt 
I felt tears coming from my soul. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was so intense. I wasn't crying about the pain. I wasn't crying about like not finishing the race. I wasn't crying about not having a good race. It was this soul, like, I was like, I don't know what's happening, but this is really big. Yeah. And the other thing that I got from that is like, and you and I have talked about this, people trying to take triathlon away from you. Yeah. So somebody like could have very easily said to you, well, maybe this heel pain's a sign that triathlon isn't for you. And like those soul tears are like, no, 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 no. It's so for me. And we can't do it this way anymore. Mm-hmm. And that was what I hit on my bike today. I was like, I can't, I know that the journey that I'm on is the journey I'm meant to be on. And I can't do it with this energy. Any, It's like fossil fuels. <laughs> like, yeah. We're not going to be able to do it like this anymore. So what is the upgraded version? What is the new next most accessible, most expansive step? Because this old school fuel that I've been putting in my tank that is so full of heart and fear and it had some impossible and thank God I healed through the impossible, but God, it's still so heavy. Shouldn't, when I moved so much energy, shouldn't it feel so much lighter than this? And it's like, it was just that last like crust to break through. Yes. And you know that I, when I really truly learn a lesson, I, I embody it. I learn it in my body. Mm-hmm. So for me to answer your question about healing my heel with words, mm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I know, but I know that I'm different than I was. It was a year ago, a year ago mm-hmm. right now, I was, it was right before nationals and I was wondering what I was going to do. <laughs> was I going to be able to run? And I think I was not running at all now in hopes that maybe something would clear up. And I was going to my PT like every day Mm -hmm. to see if we could do something about it, Mm -hmm. which is, it's that like pushy, forcey, fix this energy. Mm -hmm. It's the rescue me energy. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not the ease of Mm co-creation. And that ease of co-creation is so full of grace. It is. It was like, if for no other reason, I know that this isn't flow. Mm -hmm. I know that this isn't actually how miracles happen. This is, I could be beaming light out from my body. I could feel... Lately, I've had the feeling of these light wings on my back because like my mid back had had been the place that was holding a lot of tension recently. And I now see it as like literally like wings made of light back there. All that can be true. But if, if I'm not feeling like this is a complete and total process of grace and ease and flow, then we're not there yet. I also saw that under those light wings, you're supposed to feel totally lifted up. 
mm. by by the universe and by everyone in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. That feels so good. Thank you. So I know that you don't um, like to be forced to put words to things because I just love it. Your body speaks. And when your body's ready to say something, it says something. And I'm curious if your heel has anything to tell us. Nope. No, it's, it's like ease and grace and flow. But I'm feeling that same community. This is interesting. I just tried. I just tried to listen to my heel. And that's what I was trying to do mm. since the pain started. Mm-hmm. What do you want me to know? Talk right. to me. Right. Mm. I felt when you were, when you said, I don't know, and then you were just taking some time breathing, it's like, you can't necessarily talk to your heels separately now because it's completely reintegrated. It popped out with this uh, light that's so painful and nerves. I love the fact that nerves are, have the, you know, are typically drawn with kind of light around and going through them. And it was like angry. It's like angry, orange, red, like intense light. And now it, that was just like a siren going off. It was. And you know what? I know exactly what it wanted me to know. Like, Kelsey, you're not like anyone else. Mm. Mm-hmm. Your, your beliefs, your values, your whys, your, your gifts are not like anyone else's. And what does that mean to you? It means... Well, I have to heal myself so that I can help others heal. And in healing myself, that involves coming fully into me, Mm. fully into alignment and trusting that it's safe. And that's like on the superficial level, that means like people around me are talking about one thing and I don't have to take on that energy. I don't have to take on those beliefs, those thoughts. Mm -hmm. Those are not for me. Mm That I get to choose, I get to choose my team. Mm-hmm. So much power mm-hmm. and peace. Yeah. And freedom. And this, this is a lesson, you know, that's an old lesson. If I had told myself in August of last year that that's what I was supposed to learn, I'd be like, I already know that. Right. Because on some level you did. Mm-hmm. And there was another level to expand into. Yeah, exactly. I'd already gotten my high school diploma, my college degree in that. And I even got my master's in it. But I needed my PhD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now you have it. Yeah. And like all diplomas, I don't know where it is and I don't care. <laughs> And it's definitely not framed on your wall. Definitely not. I don't have my diplomas anymore. So I don't know know if I do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Oh, and I have to say some of the diplomas I'm most proud of are ones that uh, have never existed on paper. 
but to your point they're the PhDs of these really, really, really hard, at times heartbreaking or human breaking, mm -hmm. really, really deep soul lessons that we came here to learn so that we can help others learn theirs too. And That's this how earth, we amplify our gifts. Yeah. Yeah. And we're so in need of this. We're so ready. We don't need to keep going on social media and yelling at each other. I mean, aren't we tired? Haven't we seen that enough? No more distractions. Yeah. Yeah. Anything I, that takes us away from being our sparkliest true soul self is yeah. a distraction it is and i think that it can be an indulgence at times absolutely i just had a recovery week um tri in triathlon world in other words i didn't do as many workouts as usual and what i would have done so i've been on social media for like three four i can't count for a number of months now 10 years yeah <laughs> And what I would have done if I were still on social media is I would have used a lot of that time to scroll. I probably would have posted a lot. I would have felt like I was super inspired in my business and posted a bunch. And yeah, I saw that, Jan. You had to like release that energy because <laughs> that is icky. But instead this week, um, I made scones and muffins and cookies and bread. And I started sprouting broccoli sprouts and I ordered balls to learn how to juggle <laughs> and, and this this is me free from the distractions I, mm. I guess you could see all those things and be like those are all distractions Kelsey no but that was me in creation those mm. every one of the things I just listed is totally just lit me up it's a big sacral yes mm -hmm. it's you in sparkle and flow and that's so I think I'm really actually glad you self like commented on that about this whole distraction thing nobody else can tell us what our distractions are no i mean yes if you trust a coach or a dear friend and they're like uh, what is this again you know sure then then some loving introspection but what i'm what i mean is like this we don't and it's why i actually don't like this thing i've been talking about that's hard why well, I don't want to bother to share the story and the details because the particulars are irrelevant. And it's also, this is in secret mission mode still. Your heel is post secret mission mode, so you can share. Um, but the thing is, is that the thing that's motivating us and compelling us and calling us forward and that we're wanting to experience in life. So in your situation, it would have been being able to do all three sports of your triathlon again, so that you can piece it together and one day post-corona race, right? That is your joy. That's your dream. There's nobody else. Somebody else could walk up and say, Kelsey, all of that's a distraction to your coaching business. And you're like, hearty, har, har, actually. <laughs> Because there'd be no other way to respond other than, I don't know, some really strange noises. That's actually the reason my coaching business exists. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's the foundation of me being able to support other people. It is, th this is, 
I'm here to play in my body. And when I play in my body enough, I have other, I have extra oxygen in my tank to go put somebody else's mask on or to do a human design reading or to dive deep into something or do a podcast or whatever. And yet to somebody else, triathlon might be a distraction. And so we don't know. And far be it from us to judge what in other people's lives is really, really healthily helping them expand into their greatest potential and what is distracting them from their, from their dharma or their soul's path. But I think it, it could be really easy to try to judge it from the outside because a lot of times the thing that is our dharma is actually like the inspiration of suffering. <laughs> it's actually where, and so you don't, you don't let go of the thing because you perceive the thing is causing the suffering. You figure out the way to have the thing and let go of the suffering. Like the whole reason that you stay in something, sure you could, you could have quit. Of course you could have quit. You could have said, I'm never gonna run another day in my freaking life, I can walk just fine. I'll be on my bike or in the pool if you need me. But no, that wouldn't have been your soul's path. That would have been the easy way out. And so this goes full circle back to like 40 minutes ago when you were talking about the desire and like how Makai actually had the job. And if you have a pet at home, know that your pet probably has this job too, which is to help ease, to help take some of your heavy energy, help ease your pain, help ease your suffering, which is a part of what they do for us. And if your pet is suffering with diseases or not able to walk or, you know what I mean, all the things, get with a good animal communicator or a healer and start to understand the way that pet is mirroring back to you what could be on your healing journey right now so that you both can work through it together instead of just tackling it from a purely physical perspective and only, I'm not saying don't do medicine, medicine may be highly indicated, um, and also use the opportunity to see that this is an energetic message coming your way. So going back to the carrying other people's stuff, we, I think a lot of us have a program that less suffering is better or less hard is better. And as you and I were talking like, yes, of course. And the hard and the suffering comes in when we're really struggling through like a very worthwhile lesson. So we're wanting to eventually get to the place where the suffering around this thing is less, but only because we're wanting the learning that's done through it. It's not just that we want it to go away. It's we want the value of the learning. It's just like being in a class. How many people can relate to being in a complex college or graduate school course, or maybe even in high school, maybe it was test prep, whatever it was for you that just caused you to want to bang your head against the wall. But if you stuck with it, there was really, really valuable learning. And, and you realizing like, oh my God, I didn't even think I could get through this. And look what I learned, look what I did, look what I accomplished, look where it got me. And so when it comes to our soul lessons, the exact same thing is true. And we can't bypass that on behalf of other people. So we can want them to not be suffering, but taking it from them energetically is actually just robbing them of doing the work 
it's really no different than having your tutor actually do the assignments for you. And maybe you end up with a C on the test, you barely scrape by and you pass the class, but all the things a tutor did for you, you didn't learn. A much better use of a tutor is sitting shoulder to shoulder or zoom to zoom <laughs> and actually having them teach you the process, teach you the understanding, teach you the why so that you can be uh, proficient in that particular topic. And that to me is what earth school learning is all about. And so when you find yourself carrying someone else's stuff because you don't want them to suffer, what I like to do is I like to use it as an opportunity to transmute heavy energy in general, because the less heavy energy that's hanging out on this planet, the less we're all wading through it. Pretty simple equation there. So I do like to just send it up to creator, but I also like to consciously, whether you want to call it cut the cord from taking it on in the first place. Some people might kind of create a protective bubble around themselves or put into their aura that like, hey, anytime this comes my way, just automatically send it away and transmute it. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is that channel from their system to your system will no longer be flowing in that way. And they will then automatically have the opportunity to actually face it and learn from it head on themselves. And they may or may not take the opportunity. We can't control that element of it, but we can control not taking it away. It's like um, if somebody's getting out of the car with groceries and you see, like, let's say it's an elderly person and you're like, oh my gosh, let me help you with your groceries. Fantastic. That's just a good deed. That's just being a mensch and yay for helping the old person with their groceries. But can you imagine what your reaction would be if somebody walked up to you at the gym when you were lifting weights and said, here, let me take one of those for you? <laughs> like the whole point of going to the gym is that you pick heavy things up and you put it back down. That was such a good example. I want to keep going, but we got to go to core class. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! If you're listening and you haven't been to core class, join us. It's on Kelsey's website. It is Saturdays, <laughs> Saturdays, 4 p.m. Eastern. Um, for people who haven't listened to every episode we've done together, where can people find you? Oh, Tina Marieolson.com, O-L-S-E-N. That will be in the show notes too. Yeah, will be. It's already there. <laughs> and also Kelsey and I have a really fun offering together around aligning to your human design. And what it is, is you have a session with Kelsey to get a human design chart reading. And then you have a session with me to get theta healing downloads to align to your energy type so that you can flow in your design way faster and with way more ease. And the cool thing is that um, if you have already had a reading with Kelsey and you want to do my part, totally reach out to me. But otherwise, the only way you can get this um, cool little deal is, is through our little package together. So yeah. it's so it's called fun. the upgrade, the human design upgrade. Upgrade. On my, on my website. Wanna upgrade you. Upgrade <laughs> I love you. Thank you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you want more of Tina, check out her podcast. It's called Not This, with an exclamation point. And as always, and as Tina mentioned, you can get our upgraded human design offering, which is a human design session plus a theta healing. It's on my website, kelseyabbott.com slash human design. If you're not ready for that, there's also plenty of other options for you to play human design with me available on my website. And if you would like to support the Find Your Awesome podcast, I would appreciate that so much. You can do it by sharing all of your favorite episodes with all your people, by going on to Apple Podcasts and leaving a five-star rating and a review, just shouting it from the rooftops. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, wait, one more thing. If you want to join my email list, if you want to get a love note to remind you who you are with your particular energy type in human design, go to kelseyabbott.com slash love notes and sign up for my list and you'll get your love note and plenty of love. That's it for this week. As always, I love you. Go forth and be awesome. <laughs>